Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Turn that one off. Little anthrax. That's good shit right there, man. Amazing live. Oh, I bet. I bet they are good live. You know how some bands just like they're great in the studio and they suck live. Yeah. The ones that are good live and in the studio are the, are the ones that always kind of stand the test of time. Right. You know. Yeah, they've kind of had a resurgence in the last couple of years. Well, I mean, they've always been, you know, heralded as, as an awesome band. Like I've I've heard about Anthrax yeah. for years. One of the know? big four. One of the big four, that's it. I don't know why I never got that into them, but I'm into them now. Like, I didn't get into Slayer until last right. year, you know, and they're dope. I always kind of like Anthrax, but when I got to meet them and my buddy Monty introduced yeah, me, and, sure. I, and I was, the first time I saw them live, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. these guys are killer. Did you see my buddy uh, Stacy was at a music thing somewhere, and Monty was there, and he took a selfie with him. Did I, mm. I tagged you in it. You I didn't, didn't see, see that. It? On Instagram? Uh, or? Yeah, I tagged you on Instagram. Huh, how long ago? Uh, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. Not long ago at all. I don't always see my tag. You know, I'm so popular, I get so many tags You're that... You're such a faggot. You're seriously... <laughs> that was clear. a joke. Yeah, I, I'm, I know. I probably shouldn't say the homophobic slurs on here. People are going to be, like, calling me out or whatever. Luckily, I'm not famous enough for it to fucking matter anyways. But, you know, <laughs> Or not famous at all, pardon me. Yeah, but, I'm not either. Yeah, yeah, sure you're not. You got your own damn commercial on another radio That's show. It's not man. my commercial. You yes, just told is. me about that. You're 100% the reason that commercial exists. Mm, I don't think so. You're just don't. Okay, well, I mean, you're a humble... I didn't hear it, so. You're a humble guy, and I think we all appreciate that. That's cool. That's why I love you. You're my bro, but you, you, you're full of shit right there too you know okay yeah i hear you i'll have to go back and listen to it because i i i fast forward to the commercials now that i can't win prizes yeah gotta tell me i've been listening to pulp mx for eight years now all of a sudden you're like a big deal on there and all of a sudden they have a darth vader commercial too (laughs) come on man I'm like Mathis. Well, I'm just gonna call it as Mathis it is, is yeah. a big Star Wars fan. Well, I know he is, but you, come on, let's 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 the, the two. There's there's All a connection right. here. Maybe just take it and run with it. Even okay. if it's not, act like right. it is. It's fine. Dude. All right, I'm giving you props. I think it's dope. You know. Yeah, I actually got paid for that. Yeah, good. You he should. Had get, he had to pay for the rights to the Darth Vader. He should. Dark side. He absolutely should. You know, you Darth that breathing. 
uh, thing is like your your uh, text alert on my phone. Oh, really? My daughter hears it and goes crazy. You know, she loves dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's so, funny. Uh, I got to tell her, that's the guy that gave you the toys. She goes, yeah. <laughs> she remembers. <laughs> she, oh, she knows who you are. Nice. For, she, you give her toys and she'll never forget. Toys and candy always coming out of the kidnapper she, van. Trust me. She's your I'm she's always loaded your up. Homie, for sure. <laughs> Episode 64 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of All Sport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com. Get you a set of the braces worn by Weston Pike, uh, Adam Cincerillo. Savachi. Other guy, yeah, Joey Savachi. Rock, tick, rock Tickle. Rock Tickle, uh, Dark Side Bogle. over here. Justin Bogle, myself, you know. DJ TJ when he's racing quads. Big, big names, yeah. Well, yes. well, I was trying to leave that out, but you didn't let me, so no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. TJ wears them. Jamie wears them. I wear them. It's a great product. If you like your wrist, if you value been able to, to, to walk away after casing a big-ass jump like I usually do, then I would get a set of these. Trust me, they're amazing. So And relatively inexpensive. And, you know, if you've got health insurance, they have codes for you. Yep. So it'll, yep. you can get a prescription for it, and it may not cost you much out of pocket. So I would definitely check that out. Yeah, I've got some uh, on discount right now, some of the older model carbon – Fiber ones yeah. that are actually a little, actually almost less than the the plastic ones. I've got a few left, so I tell you up. what, guys. Jamie is a uh, is a vendor for them, also like he is with X Brand. And uh, if you need a set, just find Dark Side MX on uh, Instagram and he can hook you up. Word. But uh, Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Nobody likes leaky fork seals. They suck. They're not fun to fix, so get Shock Socks. Easy enough. Broadway Power Sports. Uh, visit BroadwayPowerSports.com. Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris. They've got firearms. They've got motocross helmets. They've got motocross boots. They've got quads, side-by-sides, wheels. They've got service parts. Anything that you want. They, If you need it, they have it more than less. If you're a redneck, this is a store for you. <laughs> if you're not a redneck and you're a moto guy, also the store for you. If you're just strictly a gun enthusiast, also the store for you. So if you just want to go in a cool store, go to that one. Yeah, it's yeah. rad, dude. It's, it's pretty, a pretty cool place. Yes, and, uh, it is. Our, our buddy Denny Humphreys works in there. Yeah, so, yeah, big if you, Danny. If you're looking for a motorcycle, go see Denny. Go see Dan over there. Tell him we sent you, and uh, well, he might run you off if you tell him that. <laughs> but, hey, either way, it's worth a shot. But, uh, anyways, go see those guys at Broadway. They're awesome. Uh, also, uh, what I forgot to mention, if you need shock socks, hit up your local dealer for details, as Broadway Power Sports does carry shock socks, so you can get that figured out there. MX Girl Designs. Uh, I, I can't say enough about the quality of graphics that uh, Char makes over there. So if you want a good set of graphics at a fair price with uh, just unbelievable artwork, get with Char. It's uh, char at mxgirl.com. You can send her an email that way and or at mxgirl. Guys, this is G-U-R-L. Every time you see everything you search for her, it'll be mxgirl spelled with a U, not an I. So uh, get with her on Facebook, Instagram, email, and or hit one of us up. We have contact info for her as well. So and I want to give my guy Scott Sosha over at Sosha Visual a, a, a shout-out. He did some uh, some tweaking with our logo the other day, and it looks really bitching. Those of you who follow me on Instagram uh, saw that I posted that. And uh, hold on, what? Top right corner. Oh yeah, I'm getting Sorry. to that. I'm getting to that. You're, okay. you're no, nah, that's fine. And uh, he, he, uh, I want to give him a shout out. Uh, follow Social Visual on Instagram, and uh, he can he can build websites. He can do you know graphic design. Truthfully, as smart as this guy is, there's probably not much he can't figure out. So plus he's a moto dude. So give him some love and uh, tell him we sent you, obviously. 
And uh, our guys, we have a uh, set up a Patreon account. Jamie, how does this Patreon thing work? Why don't you explain it to our people? Uh, go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Uh, in the search bar, type in Moto X Pod, all one word. And if you want to help support the show, I believe you can donate as little as $5 a month. I think that's how it's set up. It might be less, but I believe five is the minimum. I know I donated five. Yeah, and um, we've got about seven contributors. Five if you don't count show show personalities yeah but um you know it helps us out we um we bought some stickers and we're gonna get some shirts done and just kind of like mathis does we'll do some uh some patreon only content we'll do some prizes uh the, the first week the guys that signed up i sent them all a pair of x-brand goggles so we'll try to do some things and it just helps us out you know uh, we're going to dallas supercross this weekend uh that costs money for guys like us we don't have big sponsors paying for everything we got it comes out of our pocket yeah no media job nothing yeah, like so that so if we want to go and do interviews there and uh, talk to some guys like i've got an interview with dean wilson lined up for press day one-on-one um mohead may be involved and you know but it just helps us out man if you like what we do you try to you know donate it to just five bucks a month it's pretty simple um i do it for pulp mx uh, yeah, it's it's not much to it. Yeah, it's a rad little deal right there, man. It uh, I'm glad I'm glad that was put together and uh, it helps us. Like I said, yeah. I mean, we're trying to give you guys content. All this stuff is not free that we're doing as far as on on the back end how we're putting it all together, time this and that, and, and any help we can get is is even if you can't, that's cool too. Yeah, just pay us by listening. Right, that's, yeah, just for as, sure. that's just as rad to spread me as word. money. So, uh, but yeah, spread the word, guys. You want to find us uh, on uh, social media? It's uh, at, on Facebook. It's uh, Moto X Pod Show. I think the Twitter account's just at Moto X Pod, isn't it? Yeah, one's Moto X Pod, one's Moto X Pod Show. I mean, if you Moto Google, X Pod if you search on, Moto X Pod, it's going to come up. Well, yeah, I know. So on Instagram, it is Moto X, at Moto X Pod Show. And, okay, there you uh, go. You can find uh, at Darkside MX3 on there as well as at Muscle Mark One Seven. Give us a follow, guys. Yeah, guys. Racing us. for the Sun. Don't forget our, oh, our yeah. compadre. Yeah, at Racing for the Sun, too. I mean, guys, I follow back. I like all of you. I don't care. I'm not a cool guy. I'm ready to interact, talk to you, whatever we can do. So uh, hit us up. We got a, an awesome show lined up for you tonight. We're going to have uh, 2018 uh, Winter X Games uh, bronze medalist in the snow bike best trick competition, Robert Haslam, coming on. He's a Nitro Circus athlete, FMX athlete, and uh, fly racing athlete. Word. Word there. So we're going to have uh, star racing team manager Will Hahn on later to ch- chat with Wilbur about what all is happening with them, how their guy uh, AP is killing it in the series this year. Also, and this is a, a personal favorite of mine for tonight. Sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> my guy Todd Covey from over at We Big Inc. He, if you have seen any of my pictures, if you've seen any of the, the camel smoker cross hats running around, all that stuff. This is the guy that came up with that. I think he also does some work for Fox. I believe he designed had something to do with Kenny's gear this past weekend. I could be wrong on I'm that. To ask about that. Yeah, but he's a rad, rad guy, and uh, he he comes up with some incredible products. So uh, he'll be a good interview. I think you guys will enjoy cool. it. So we may have Mike Gossler on again. We may not again. We yeah. don't know yet. He's so. busy. Um, he, he they're testing. This is the first day they've tested, and uh, he told me if they were done by dark or they should be done by dark, but that's California time that he would try to come on. He texted me a little while ago, said they're still at the track. Did say they found some things, some improvements, so, you know, that's good. Yeah, Chad's we'll, going to get better as yeah, the year goes. We'll, we'll, if we don't get Goose on tonight, we will get him on. It's it's going to happen. It's just uh, it's going to happen. It just may be after Supercross, in other words. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it won't be that long. It's just a matter of him. You know, the last time he was 
having to load the bike and drive the truck somewhere. You know, he's he's doing a lot of the work. So yeah, no, we'll doubt. get it. We'll no get doubt. it done though. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get lucky and at least I'll text him here in a little bit and see if we can even just holler at him for five minutes. You know, we don't have to do a full interview. Let's just see where he's at. But we'll. Yeah, anytime you get to talk to a legend yeah, like Goose, it's, it's, Goose is the man. it's cool. So, yeah. so, uh, but anyways, guys, we're going to take a quick break and be back with Robert Haslam. All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest. Snow bike best trick bronze medalist at Winter X Games this year, Nitro Circus athlete, FMX athlete, owner of Jet City MX, Robert Haslam. Robert, what up, dude? Yeah, not much, guys. Stoked to be on here with you guys tonight. Yeah, man, we're pumped yeah, to man. have you. So tell us about what you do, because this, um, this uh, snow bike thing is – Starting to gain some popularity, it seems like. It and seems like it's getting popular, for sure. The machines look bitching, but tell us about it. How did it get started? How did you get involved in it? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been riding freestyle motocross for, shoot, probably over 10 years now. Um, and, you know, just like any of us that start riding dirt bikes, you know, we want to push for the top of the, the game. And uh, the sport of freestyle kind of elevated so fast and so rapidly that um, I kind of started to look and see that uh you know going to x games for moto in the summer just started to look like a a dream that just started to slip away um mainly not having the resources and whatnot to try and keep up with the elevation and everything so uh, i kind of just became a regular like demo writer um doing a lot of stuff in my hometown area up in washington state and kind of the surrounding area and region and then um a couple of years ago, I got a call randomly to do some nitrous circuit stuff as kind of a filling guy, and that's kind of been DMO for the last couple of years for me there, which has been awesome. I mean, that's been a dream come true in itself. That's got to be a lot and, of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, those shows, they're a blast. I mean, they're, they're so straightforward, so just dialed. Everybody's down to have a good time. I mean, everybody there is just on just a different level, too. So, I mean, it, it's fun to be around those guys and and, uh, you know, be mid-pack in a 10-man train where everybody's throwing out the gnarliest <laughs> tricks in the game. So it's, it's cool. It definitely helps to uh, motivate and try to push harder for yourself. Right. Hey, when you do a Nitro Circus um, show, is that the whole thing – I don't know if choreograph's the right word, but, like, you know, everybody every night's going to go at the same time and do the same tricks, or is it just kind of a free-for-all? You just line up and at, randomly – yeah, so a lot of that actually is uh, choreographed for the most part. Um, I mean, I guess kind of in a loose sense choreographed. Right. So there's, there's a first and a second half of those shows uh, with, you know, a brief intermission in between. And usually the, the first half, um, we have a set order of who goes where. Uh, and it's pretty actually kind of funny because, you know, you get one of those, like, uh, I, don't know, I guess they're like two-by-three-foot whiteboards from, like, Target or Walmart or whatever. And that's pretty much what we have out there on the floor that we're staring at that has just a lineup for these different segments with our name on it. Um, I mean, you would think it'd be like this high tech, you know, reader board here, here you are here, but it's literally like scribbled on the whiteboard. There's your <laughs> spot and there's the trick you're doing. So, um, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's, the show starts off 
if you can even say mellow, um, you know, starts off kind of the right side up game to kind of show the progression of things. And you typically have a trick that's on the board that they've picked for you that, that you're good at that they want you to do. So it's, it's definitely fun, but it's, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of even the safe tricks that we have, like for me, bar tricks are usually my go-to. I've always been good at them, but when you start throwing them in, you know, 10-man trains where you're boom, 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 one after another, you really start to kind of push yourself and test yourself, even with the trick that you're comfortable on. Right. Yeah, you got to be on point the whole time. And, yeah, and- definitely. Right. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, I've watched a few of those, those deals. I've never gotten to go live and see one. I don't think one's get, gotten close enough here to do it, but I would say anything that, that, in, that, that Travis Pastrana is involved in is probably kind of a balls out, exciting. You know, when you told me about the whiteboards, that really didn't surprise me. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, basically it's a bunch of a dirt bike dudes just getting together and doing crazy stuff. Not even just dirt bike dudes. I mean, there's BMX guys, big there's, wheels, there's all kinds of shit going on at those deals. So, uh, but let's uh, let's jump over to X Games real quick. This was your uh, this was your uh, rookie year, uh, correct? As far as Winter X, right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, it is. It's uh, rookie for X Games in general for me. Oh wow! Yeah, it is the first one. Okay. Well, I'd say you uh, made a good showing, man. You came yeah. out with the medal. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, um, I had you know higher expectations going in there. Um, I think I was probably the most prepared out of anyone there. I think I had the most plan on one of those snow bikes um but getting there and in the setup and everything uh, i wasn't quite where i expected it to be um as far as like the gap and everything so i was actually more practiced on like a 10 foot bigger gap hitting it in third gear cranks pretty good so i had you know three or four other tricks that i was anticipating doing and that super flip i did was something i kind of just last minute literally like five minutes before it was go time decided that's what i was going to do right. um as I guess technically a safe trick, if you could even call it that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything you guys no. do is safe. Right. Now, is it now as opposed to uh, flipping a regular dirt bike, flipping one of those snow bikes? Is there is it kind of just the same technique, or is there, is there something you have to compensate for with more weight on the bike? To, what, what, what's the deal with that? It's. I would say it's similar, but it's definitely a lot different. Um, I mean, it, it's. I mean, looking at a snow bike, it's technically kind of a cross between, like, a snowmobile and a dirt bike, right? So you would think, like, you know, one or the other, whether it's a moto guy or a sled guy, would get on these things and have the advantage. But it's a pretty level playing field. Um, the, the pull and everything to get one of those to flip is is definitely different than a moto. I mean, if you try to flip it just like you would a moto, you're going to land on your face. So you got to you got to kind of relearn how to flip, so to speak, on one of those, which, which made it interesting. But, um, you know, once we got past that hurdle in the training stages, um, things started clicking, and it was just trying to kind of slow down and just, you know, pace myself and kind of figure things out from there. Right. I mean, uh, you, you live uh, – you're, you're a Pacific Northwest guy, correct? Correct. Yeah, I live about an hour out of Seattle. Yeah, right on. Now, you're not at uh, – you're not at my- – much elevation up there are you what i'm i'm actually pretty close to sea level um and i spent you know probably two and a half months um up at my buddy's place up in canada where i go and ride quite a bit uh trained with him um at his place we call it camp h um just kind of it started off as a joke and that's just kind of what stuck (laughs) for the last 10 years and he was actually supposed to go with me to x um kyle kyle demello is him um but 
he ended up actually getting hurt in the foam pit. He snapped his Achilles tendon, so it kind of left me to do this on a solo venture, which made things even more challenging for me. Oh man, that is that is a gnarly, painful injury. I feel for that dude. Yeah, it was. I think more than anything, it was more emotionally and mentally taxing to him. I mean, he. Just like me, I mean, he he's a charger. He's got sponsored by Red Bull a few years back, and he's just been plagued with injuries. So he, you know, he was feeling good. He, his body was back where he needed to, and then this was just such a fluke deal that it just took a lot out of him. So I he, can imagine. Get, yeah. So hey, to when, keep him motivated and positive, and come back hungry. Right, right. When you go to an event like that and you're mentally prepared for a jump like you were saying, and then you get there and it's 10 feet shorter, does that really mess with your, your mindset? Or do you just go, okay, I just got to back it down? And, and, I mean, you know, is it not that big of a deal to you, or was it uh, was it hard to overcome? Well, it was definitely interesting. So we got there for practice, right, and they got everything set up, and um, it, it was what it was. I mean, to, to flip it as it was, it wasn't too bad, but it's just I didn't have the hang time that I needed to do the tricks that I was working on with the machine I had. Um, so that made things definitely interesting. And then I was sitting there for, you know, a couple of days trying to get things figured out. And this is on top of also having mechanical issues the whole week. Um, I had parts break on me like a little less than a week before I got there or before X Games. We were there testing and had some, some stuff snapped. So I had to scramble and find a machine shop and, um, I had some people that really stepped up for me and got me some parts machined overnight and then threw the thing back together. Come to find out the next day in practice, I ended up bending one of the parts that we had machined, so I had to go find another one. Oh, and wow. It was just a struggle even to get into the event at that point. Oh, wow. Wow. Now, that uh, the track on your bike, that was a, a shorter track, was it not? Is that what it's called, yeah, the track? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was a. It started out as a, a timber sled uh, 120 kit, and by the time it was all said and done, I think we were about 85 inches, maybe a little bit shorter. So we took quite a bit out of it to shorten it up to get the flip. Oh, I got you. You find that it just works better for what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the only the only person I can really think of that that got the flip done on a full one was out in the backcountry, and the setup was not the greatest as it was but it was completely vert um and that, would, that was brett Churcott, and he was actually in the event and he said that that was one of the most messed up craziest things he's ever done was trying to flip that thing with a pull kit so yeah um, I, could, I could see that the short track it's still it's still tough to flip them so i mean i can't imagine trying to flip a full track <laughs> yeah I, I i can't imagine flipping period you guys are gnarly i i just think that is the coolest thing ever so uh yeah, I pumped on pumped on what you did. Now, this is something that's uh near and dear to to, to Jamie and I's heart. Uh, you're a fly racing athlete. And uh well, we're also fly racing athletes. We love it. Great brand. Talk if you, about if it you want to call us if athletes. If you want to call us athletes, we're not really athletes, but we're both sponsored by Fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, Fly's great. Um I mean, they're probably the most local uh moto gear brand to me they're out of boise and that's yep. i'd say probably about six and a half hours from from my hometown so it's cool to rep the local guys so to speak even though they're a bigger company right yeah yeah they do kind of have that that small down home company feel but they're fucking huge man they're everywhere oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah that's and they're c- definitely uh they got some nice stuff so i'm pumped to be able to, to rock their stuff and uh bring home a medal for for them and everyone other one of my sponsors too for sure 
Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of got involved with them just because they're involved. JT's involvement with Pulp Show, and it just seemed like it was a really, um, like just a, almost a home atmosphere at the at a company. Like everybody was really nice and just didn't treat it like a big business. And I just really, I loved the way JT represented the company. And I just I hit them up for a sponsorship, amateur sponsorship, a couple of years ago, and they've been nothing but awesome. Yeah, no, they're great. They've yeah. been great to work with. Same thing here. So I, I got no complaints there at all. Cool. Now talk about, uh, I've said the Jet City FMX, that, that is your business, correct? That is my brand. Um, and if you guys had a chance to kind of spot on the logo at all, um, I tried to kind of just really hit on the Northwest uh, kind of mentality there with, with the Space Needle incorporated into my logo and all that. And uh, the Jet City, obviously, we got Boeing's from – Seattle area. My dad's worked there for 30 years, so it just made sense to call it the Jet City because Seattle's kind of got that pseudo name with that. And um, yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it started. I think I started that about three or four years ago now, and um, it actually was kind of on a whim that I started doing my own my own events. I really didn't have an interest in it, but I kept getting asked about events, and, you know. So I, I got a hold of some mobile ramps, and um, you know, the first couple of years were, were pretty small, but then it's it's steadily been growing here and there, and then. Uh, obviously throwing X Games into the mix for me now has kind of made through some challenges at me and kind of made me restructure and kind of try to figure out where I want to go from here. Um, uh, I don't really want to stop at the bronze. I want to try and get some gold out of this whole thing. So hell yeah, I'm thinking to do this year. Well, if you can go in and get a bronze medal with all the adversity you had and all the <laughs> me- mechanicals and all that, I think you get in there and not have and with no hiccups, the gold medal's there, man. I don't think it's gonna be a problem for you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, man. Any any and all support and help, uh, it all uh, it all culminates. So that's that's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, you can check out JetCityFMX.com. He has got uh, everything that what he does on there. His bio. They have got uh, a shop where you can uh, buy T-shirts, buy hats, support the brand, guys. Go see this and uh, help keep our guy going up and down the road doing what he's doing. And uh, the bronze medal is just the start of it. I, I guarantee you next year we're going to see a better result than that. So, uh, Robert, we appreciate your time tonight, bud. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. really appreciate it. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah, anytime. We'll get you back on here soon. Really cool talking to you, man. Yep, thank you. Okay. Hey, have a good evening, bud. You too. Bye-bye. See Robert Hassel, ladies and gentlemen. That's cool, man. Uh, yeah. You get the down low on all that. I've never talked to an X Games athlete no. before. So. I don't think I have. Either. Well, I've talked to Travis Pastrana, but not like – Well, like, the, well he's well, Travis is the X Games yeah. athlete. So but like in that go. in that aspect, no. I, mean, I don't know much about the snow cross. I've seen like the snow cross on TV, and that looks pretty bitching. But, I, I mean, like the fact that you can backflip a motorcycle is insane. Yeah. Backflipping a snowmobile or snow bike just doesn't – I don't know. It's it's crazy. I mean, these guys are awesome. Way more talented than we'll ever be. Oh God, yes. That's yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I feel like a spode when I talk to dudes. Like, well, I feel <laughs> yeah, like a spode yeah, yeah. when I talk to just about anybody right, that, we right. talk, that we talk to because they're all badasses. You yeah. Know? But uh, man, Robert was a good interview. Man, I enjoyed yeah. talking to him. And I don't feel like the FMX guys get enough love from the moto and you know side of things. And and I enjoy talking to him. Like he's scummy. He was on the Pulp Show the other day and. 
I mean, uh, Kobe Raha was on a uh, big MX radio last summer after he won gold medal. And right. These dudes are awesome. And they're super awesome on a dirt bike. Oh, they for just sure. don't race. Their skill levels as high as anybody's. Right. Probably higher in some instances, but anyways, I, mean, yeah. I, I enjoy talking to those guys. They're just as much a part of the community as anybody else. And I want to talk to them more, you know, in the future if we can, sure. but, uh, guys, we're going to take a, a commercial break and, uh, be back with Will Hahn. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way Kathy, he uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork seal protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports and Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com. And save. That's 903-595-6288. And tell them Moto Xbod sent you. Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman on eastbound and down. Hey guys, Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20 plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369 and tell him Moto X Pod sent you. All right, guys, welcome back again. Big shout out. All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, Broadway Power Sports, Tyler, Texas, and MX Girl Designs. Coming up next, Star Racing Team Manager, former uh, 250 champion, Will Hahn. Will, what's up, man? I don't know much. Just had the race shot, getting some stuff done. So what is your job on a Tuesday evening? What are you, what are you having to do? Are you still like doing, just doing everything, or <laughs> are you winding it down? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I wish I could take credit for everything, but now these guys all work their asses off around here. So, 
uh, just kind of coordinating, making sure the parts are ready to go and uh, we got everything we need to continue to go, you know, every weekend and, and stocked up and uh, obviously coordinating with the riders and with the team trainer Swanee and, and stuff like that. So just kind of staying all on the same page at all times and making sure the week goes well. How difficult of a transition was that for you to get involved with that, like, phone calls and knowing who to call, when to call, you know, how to organization. I mean, that's, that's probably not an easy thing coming from a rider standpoint. No, it's different, but you know, I think that it was a good transition for me because I still get to ride a fair bit, do some testing and uh, I still get to ride and be around it. And, you know, I, I get the same satisfaction that I got out of doing well when I see these guys do well. And obviously all the work that you see that goes into it now being on this side, um, you know, it's uh, it's very gratifying when when the night goes really well. You know, yeah, that's really cool that you have that attitude that you that you you know you're that happy for those guys because I think it'd be difficult not to be a little bit jealous and be like, man, I wish I was out there. Yeah, and I guess I'm lucky I'm in a position where I just don't don't have that. I think it like the spark was done. Like, yeah, obviously I'd love to be out there racing more than anything, but it's just um, there's my time to be done, and, and I'm happy that I made that decision. I think if if anything, uh, some of his riders, Jamie, have a little bit to be envious about of him because he has a championship, <laughs> right? You know, and they're all striving to get it. And I, there's it's, it's looking really good for one of them to get it yeah. this year. And I, I like Ferrandis on the East Coast as well. But uh, talk about uh, Plessinger's season, man. He's killing it. Yeah, Aaron's been awesome, and he's just turned the leaf this year. That he he just wants to be the guy, uh, and he's not going to settle for anything less than that. And, uh, obviously, he's doing everything right during the week and on the weekend, and being smart, and and I think just using his knowledge and 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 obviously you know listening to us as much as we can help, and uh, just being assertive and putting himself in good positions. And even when he hasn't put himself in good position, he's rode really well and come through the pack and been really smart. So, uh, as far as what we asked for, like he's gone above and beyond. You know, I think that he's giving us his all right now and, and doing a damn good job doing it. Definitely, I agree with that. Yeah. So, Will, if you were to, you know, wake up tomorrow morning, go out to the test track with these guys, throw your gear on, how close are you going to be on time? Uh, maybe for a lap within the second, second and a half, maybe. Hey, maybe, that's all. That's I doubt it. Just stop right there. That's all. Hey, you're good. With, yeah, hey, with a, a, lap, <laughs> a lap, ten laps, who cares? Yeah, that's awesome. We definitely miss seeing you out there as one of our, definitely. you know, our Texas boys. What's that? I said we miss seeing you out there as one of our Texas boys. You know, you're. I mean, we know you're from Kansas, but yeah, we still claim well, I, you. Here. I claim him as a we, Texas. I claim boy. you as a Texan too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think I spent a fair bit of my career there, and obviously a long time. So it's it's always going to be a home to me, no matter what. And, uh, obviously, love it. I have a lot of good friends from back there, and try to come back there as much as I can. Now, do you still have a house here? No, I don't. Everything. I'm full time California, so. Uh, for me, everything's here now, and this is uh, kind of my life's transition to being here. Right, right. Oh, rock on, man! You got yeah. you got to go where the where the work is. So you know, I know, yeah, exactly. I know you've talked about this a little bit. But, you know, when did you decide I'm done? I mean, was it in the middle of a season? Was there a moment, you know, where you just said, "Okay, I, I, it's time to hang it up"? Um, honestly, that last crash I had in Atlanta and it my career there like um i just kind of knew like I, and it wasn't the pain it wasn't anything other than the fact of i was just sick of trying to rebuild myself and, sure 
uh, being frustrated and especially that crash being completely out of my control and uh, just realizing that and being like, and when I went to surgery that next day, I was just like, man, I I don't know how many more times I want to go under the, under the knife. Yeah. Like it's just um, frustrating. And then you know that you're that much further behind than where I want to be. And, uh, you know, when those guys are continuously racing, there's, there's no way to really bridge that gap. Right. Um, Yeah. You always get behind. Yeah, and I just, I just was, I think, done having that that letdown of, you know, seeing light in the tunnel and then get set back, and you see a little bit of light in the tunnel and then get set back, and yeah, I was just frustrated, and um, you know, I went to Australia and raced the Supercross Series there, and it was a great way to end my career. Honestly, like the guys over there knew what I was doing, and um, you know, they were they were just happy that I would want to end it there and everything like that, and. Uh, it was just gratifying to be around good people and let me have some fun on my last couple of races. And, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, I, I had a great time over there and they treat me like family and I still talk to those guys quite a bit. So, right. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and I would imagine after like last weekend at Oakland, you're probably thankful that you're not out there. Cause that track was just like a minefield. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a it was a tough track for sure. And I mean, but like you got a guy like AP that that really loves those kind of conditions. That we were all like hoping for it, you know, because yeah. we know how much he he strives for that and and loves those kind of tough tracks. So we were all like, yeah, bring it on, you know, like right. let's get nasty out here. So um, yeah, I mean, for sure, as me as a rider, yeah, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be in that too much. So <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I told him press day at Houston. Like we, you know, we were walking around that morning and that track. You could just tell it was going to break down. And I said, "This thing's going to get ruddy. I think this is going to be your night." And he just kind of smiled a little bit and he said, "Yeah, it yeah. looks like yeah." <laughs> so, yeah, he he's well, definitely good at that. This past weekend, man, there's chewed up, and then there's that. You know, like that that thing was so far beyond chewed up. It scared me just watching those right. guys. Yeah, no, it was definitely treacherous, and then to see like how many top guys that are so capable of being the best on a dirt bike any day that still crashed in it, you know, that's that's a pretty good sign that it's pretty tough. Yeah, LA. yeah, I think Steve Math- Mathis said last night that at his count, only seven guys in the 450 class did not crash out of 22. So, and, and that, that that's that's pretty damn crazy fact, you know, when you really think about that. Yeah. Those are the best guys in the world that. You know, that's pretty tough. Yeah, I just want to know when's the last time that happened. It's probably been, good Lord. I don't know. I mean, Maybe a mutter, a Daytona or something. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that might be a first time, you know. Right. So. Well, yeah, it's. It, I'm really happy for your guys. I mean, see, Plessinger is a really cool guy, and I just I do feel like this is his year. And, and man, it's going to be an amazing if, – if he wins the championship, how amazing is that going to be for Star? No, absolutely. I think that – you know, even more importantly for AP, you know, I think that he felt like he's been the guy the last couple of years, but I think like going into this year, he, he knew he was the guy and accepted that. And I don't know, it's just going to be huge for us. You know, I think that it's something that um, we all work really hard for, and including AP, you know, he's got to get a lot of credit because, you know, we can do whatever we want. And if he doesn't do the right things during the week, it's kind of irrelevant. So, you know, all the credit's got to go to him at this point. Yeah, definitely. And and and, uh, and as stacked as the West Coast is, and, and for him to just he for him to rise to the top, a level above some really bad dudes he's racing out there, and for him to just, I don't see as good as they all are. He is the only one I see that is just that balls out fast. I think it's a testament to 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 how he's kind of graduated to another level and is ready to run with this thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that it really shows. You know, he's just uh, like Joey's only lost a title by, you know, two or three points the last two years. So um, for him to be able to have the red plate right now going to San Diego, and uh, I, I just think it's huge. Yeah, no, definitely. He, uh, we, we had him on last week. What a cool kid he is. I mean, he's, yeah. uh, I, 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 it's always fun talking to some of these guys. So, you know, personalities always vary, but man, he was rad to talk to. No, absolutely. Like, just, I mean, he's just got such a good attitude and, and fun to talk to and fun to be around. So I think that that, that just makes it so much more fun when it's going the way it is, you know? Definitely. Now, we've got one more race, and then East Coast is kicking off. How's everybody looking for that? I know Ferrandis was is, was coming off a great year for what I thought was a great year last year. And, uh, you know, looking for big things from him this year. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I, I think that we're ready. You know, Colt's back healthy and riding and riding well. Uh, Dylan's been riding really well the last couple of weeks and uh, seems to be in really good form. He's really fit for the season. So, uh, bottom line, we're just excited. You know, I think that as excited as the West Coast is, we're just as excited to go East. You know, I think that um, we're really happy for AP and what he's done. And um, Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just exciting, especially kicking off at Dallas. It'll be making it even more fun. So, makes it cool. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about the uh, multiple East-West shootouts as a team manager of a 250 team? Because as a fan, I'm so excited. But, you know, as a team manager, what what does that do? Um, I think it's good. I think it's exciting. It definitely creates, you know, I guess it can go either way on how the night goes. You're going to have a different opinion of it. But, I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's good for those guys to race each other more than once. Um, and definitely going to make it exciting. I mean, that those races that night are going to be unreal. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, in your new position as team manager, you got to deal with a lot of these young kids, and um, some of them are probably more mature than others. You have stresses throughout the week. You have stresses on race day. What is the most difficult thing you have to deal with? Not necessarily which rider, but what, what would be a situation that was the most stressful that you've had to deal with in this job? I mean, I think, honestly, it's just any time someone, you know, when they crash, I think that that's just, um, it's just hard to take because you know how hard you've been working and what goes into it. And me being on that side before, I know how disappointing that is. So I think for me, that's just, that's the hardest thing to take. Yeah. There's, there's other stresses in the job and certain stuff when you order something that's not here in time and it creates stress, but that's all, that's all manageable stress, right? And it's normally a solution that you can find. And when someone gets hurt, it's just hard to find the right words and sure and the right thing to do. You know, I think that that's, that's always going to be the hardest thing is, you know, trying to keep someone uplifted and happy when, you know, there's really not much you can do at that point. Right. So you really, but you really haven't had to deal with a particular rider that maybe gives you any, like maybe he doesn't want to show up for test day or, or no, nothing like that. No, I, all of our guys are, are pretty pretty on it when it comes to like, hey, we're gonna do this on this day or yeah. whatever. And they're all pretty, they're pretty assertive. And Good. I, I, not one guy is like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna come that day. It's just not. That's, they wouldn't do that. Right on. So, and I would imagine the best part of the job is winning. But how about just on a week to week, you know, on a weekday like today? What was what's the highlight of your day? Um, I think always being at the track. You know, I think sure. that's always fun seeing the guys ride and seeing them progress uh and then having a good day you know i think that's that's always so satisfying to all of us um because that's, I mean, that's what we work for at the end of the day is like you know when you see someone have a good day and it's like they're pumped on you know after their moto they're all stoked stoked on the bike i think that that's just 
uh, like I said, gratifying in its own sense, right? They're like, we're doing things right. Yeah. Well, I really like the fact that I can tell that you, you know, you're not just doing this as a job. Like you really do care about these guys. And I think that's going to really help you at long term. that you, you know, whether you stay at star or not, I think you have a, a place in this industry doing what you're doing. I mean, that's important. No, for sure. And that's what I knew that even when I was done racing, I wanted to be in the industry one way or another. And I, I always wanted to be team manager and stuff like that. Even when I was racing, I thought that'd always be cool and be a part of it. And, um, you know, obviously like, you know, the hours we worked are pretty insane. There's really no days off. And, right. You know, like I said, I'm still at six o'clock at night. I'm still at the race shop right now, but will I complain about it? No, cause I, I still love it, you know, and that's the, I'm sure there'll be one point in my career in my life that I'll be ready to, you know, not be this busy. But at the time right now, I think it's been the best thing for me is because I, I don't have time to dwell on the what is or this or that. Like, I'm just trying to do the best we can to make these guys have a successful career while they can and make the most out of it. And I think that's the end goal. Definitely. You talk about coming full circle, you know, more or less kind of the early part of your career riding for that team and then finishing your career. And now you're managing that team. That's pretty cool in my opinion. No, I honestly, that was, uh, you know, when I talked to Bobby originally about coming here, uh, we both realized kind of how special that was starting my career here and then being back here once I'm done racing. It's been, um, it, it's been very, uh, I guess, you know, surreal in, in a way and, and uh, really, really cool. And like I said, I, I couldn't be more thankful that Bobby's given me this life, you know, post racing. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. So, Hey, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but we look for really big things uh, coming east coast from you guys, coming outdoors. I, I think AP is gonna gonna take off and run run away from everybody, and uh, we'll see what happens. But man, good job on what you're doing, and uh, we're pumped about it. And thanks for coming on. Awesome, thanks a lot for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank All you, right, Will. Well, we're appreciate- see you in Dallas. Yep, bud. See you in Dallas. What's that? I said we'll see. We said we'll see you in Dallas. Oh, perfect, perfect. Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you guys there, and have a good one. You yeah, too, for man. sure. Thanks. See you. Oh, see you. Will Hahn. Will Hahn, ladies and gentlemen. Are you still having problems over there audio-wise? <laughs> because every now, every now and again, they're like, what? When you it, say it may be that, or just, I don't know. It I may don't be, know. It may be my phone. I'm I mean, it's it's you. only got one bar right now, so. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's so. fine. Yeah, good interview, man. Yeah. They're, they're, that team is killing it, and uh, yeah. they've been good. They're just going to get better, and. I mean, you can't it's, you can't mess with Plessinger. No, and, and Will's good people, so I'm glad that he's involved and yeah. having some success. I think, but yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's it, he's got to be like the best team manager to have because he's still fresh off, yeah, yeah, knowing what they're struggling right. with. And uh, like you know, there's a lot of old riders that made good team managers, but a lot of them had it had been a long time. Like Larocco, Larocco was good. Yeah. Larry Brooks is really good. Right, uh, right. But then again, like everybody's past their point. Of, you know, they're not their prime but i mean time goes on and things change things elevate and the same i mean the struggles are the same but maybe not quite the same you know i don't know but uh anyways it's uh it's good stuff man i enjoy talking to him but guys we're gonna take a break and be back with Tom. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to get to our third guest of the night. This man is, if you have seen any of the uh, 
camel smoker cross hats, t-shirts, stickers, etc. going around. This man is the creator of that. Uh, WeBigInc.com, this, uh, the man behind all that, Todd Covey. Todd, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm good. Sitting in my truck. <laughs> yeah, staying out of the uh, staying out of the range where the kiddos can can ask for something. <laughs> oh, dude, they like they, they won't leave me alone, bro. <laughs> uh, I totally know how you feel. Totally, man. Well, I, my house is my house is a, is a nightmare right now. I have boxes. <laughs> my whole house is filled with wee big boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh. I had to actually move my kids all into one room. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> oh, man. Because I, I took over the other room. It's like filled with uh, boxes to the roof. That's awesome. Of, of wee big shit. <laughs> that, is, that is totally awesome. That's cool, though, man. That uh, You got you to gotta do what you got to do, right? I mean, this stuff's starting to blow up, and you got to have a place to put it all. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to like try to move into an office space or something here pretty soon. I think my my family's getting kind of fed up with me. <laughs> right <laughs> now, tell us uh, how did the where did the idea for this come about? I mean, I I love it because it brings me back to a a different time. You know, I remember when Camel Supercross was a thing. And as soon as I saw, I think it might even been Davey Castillo. I saw that hat on, but the first time I saw it, I literally had one. I literally had ordered one in the next five minutes. So uh, tell us oh, about really where all this. Awesome. Ca- yeah, it's it's so awesome. Tell yeah, us where all this came maybe, from. Oh uh, well, maybe you saw him out of, out of Vegas or something. I think because I started back in May, but uh, yeah, because I used to go to the Camel Supercross two, you know, forever ago. Mm-hmm. I actually am a one of the head designers at Fox, um, and I've been working there since 90, well, actually, really since 88, 89. That's awesome. Something like that. I'm an old fucker. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it, it, it started, uh, you know, I remember the Camel Supercross back then, too, and, like, lately, I've just been into the retro thing, you know, big time, so it kind of, like, started from there, and I just always loved the Camel Supercross logo, you know? Uh, it was like one of my favorite logos from back then and it kind of just re- you know people like it because it reminds them of a you know better time I guess sure yeah <laughs> I don't know I don't know if it was better it was just more chill I think you know especially with the racing and stuff for sure dude I mean you, you used to be able to go to the supercross back in the you know early 90s and late 80s and I mean you'd, you'd know everybody there you know basically Right, right. Yeah, it seems like it was a, a simpler time, and maybe it's just I'm partial to it just because it it was happening during my young years. Yeah, when we got involved, you know, yeah, eighty eight, eighty nine for me. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, it was so fun back then. I mean, you used to be able to do it, roll through the pit. The pits was always a party, you know. Back right. Then. So, I mean, it, it kind of is in a different way now, but it's a lot more serious now than it used to be. Structured. Oh, quick, quick story about that. We were my buddy raced amateur day at Dallas Supercross in '94, the last year of Camel Supercross, actually. And uh, we, uh, I guess his dad's chick showed up or whatever, and they were in the box van doing their thing. Well, she had a a 280Z. Like when you know, like seventy nine model, whatever. We were fourteen yeah. and fifteen years old, so we still this thing and roll out. We're doing donuts in the parking lot out there, and the stadium security just reamed our asses out. You couldn't get away with anything remotely like that nowadays. No. But all we got was a tongue lashing, and they sent us on our way. You know? Nice. No man, you couldn't. There's no, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you used to see it riders like drinking in between like heat races yeah. back then. You know. 
Oh, it's nuts. Having beers and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, there's you see pictures of dudes going down to the line with cigs in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Kissing the trophy oh, girls. Oh, yeah, those guys right on the start with uh, smoking, you know. Yeah, yeah. So how'd um, you get how'd you get anyway, started? That, oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's just kind of like uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I remember going to the race back then, and then um, I uh, I've been working with Fox forever. I designed the motocross gear there, or at least some of it these days. Not you know, a few kits a year, but um, just been kind of getting into the retro thing, and the uh, old, those old logos are just so bitching. I love them, so I'm just kind of bringing them back in kind of a fresh new way. Yeah. Well, I actually noticed um, at Glendale, the, the gear Roxon had on, I thought looked real retro. Did you have something to do with that? Oh, the gear Roxon had on? Yeah, I worked on that. Yeah, that was I, – I, I like that. I actually texted Chris Kiefer. I was like, okay, that's that's some best dress shit right there. Yeah. I, I was digging it. Oh, do you, do, you mean that the, do you mean the gear you wore at Oakland? No, I was talking about the one at Glendale. I, the one that it was two weeks ago. No, yeah, he's, we're talking about the one at Glen, the one he wore last weekend. I'm talking about Glendale. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it, not the not one the one with the smiley face. It was two weeks ago. Oh yeah, I did, I did the smiley face one. <laughs> right. No, on. I like that one. Yeah, it, yeah. Um, the CC stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, the CC stuff. That's a collab that we're like working on right now, and um, actually, it's going to release. This week, they, CC does a big uh, motorcycle builder show up in Portland called the One Moto Show. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to release the gear there at the show. So that'll be pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It uh, got, you know, of course, a retro look and. It got some. I heard a lot of people loved it, and some that didn't. Which there's always some that they're stupid and say they don't. But, uh, oh yeah, yeah. You gotta take the good. You know, you gotta take it all in. Yeah. Yeah. Not every. Not everybody's gonna like everything. Well, but, the, see, that race was the race was killer though. Hell oh, yeah, absolutely, it was. definitely. And that gear, like, it just doesn't look like anything else. And of course, that attracts me to it, and it's retro looking. It's sick. But dude, what a track that was, huh? Oh man, it was crazy! Huh? It was—it it was such a nail biter, dude. It was probably <laughs> one of the best races I've seen in a while. No doubt, yeah. It was it was very exciting. I kept just man, everyone was messing up and it seemed like they were going so slow, but it, it was sort of reminiscent of something in the eighties. I just yeah, totally. I just wanted him to win so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. Right, so uh, I was like tripping. I couldn't believe it. It came down, and then I could tell he started to get really tired towards the end. And I yep. was like, so I just, I'm glad he didn't crash, you know? Right. It, it was getting, he was getting pretty slowly there at the end. But yeah, dude, what a race. And dude, the Oakland is crazy, bro. Oh, yeah, I, I, they, yeah. have, they have like a, it's like a prison yard out in the, out in the parking lot after they have gotten like guard towers with gun turrets on them all over the parking lot they do oh i believe you i couldn't believe it man it was crazy yeah guys like doing donuts on the parking lot it was not it was fun todd how'd you get involved with fox to begin with well i uh so actually back in the like let's see i was in high school back in the uh, late 80s and then uh pete fox was actually his girlfriend mine and his girlfriends in high school are best friends um so and he's like a couple years older than me so you know we just hang out with our girlfriends every once in a while mm-hmm. and, then, and then so like at a, a certain point we him and i actually snuck into cheerleader camp when we were like maybe a you know maybe like 16 or 17 years old together that's awesome so, 
Yeah, we stuck in a cheerleader camp over in Santa Cruz, and uh, ever since then, we were good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a bonding experience. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Then he actually lived at, I lived in San Diego, and he lived in San Diego at the same time, and so I would actually go spend the summers living, because I didn't want to go home, so I spent the summers living in his uh, apartment. And then I would just help him, uh, you know, for three months out of every summer, I'd help him work on Fox Gear. And, and um, so, that, so that was like in 88, and uh, that was back on the Zebra days, you know? I love that stuff, by the way. Oh, yeah, that old stuff, dude, is the best. I mean, you know, like in the, like right in the early 90s, there was like such a, a hard kickback against all that old stuff, you know? Like nobody liked it anymore, but right. now it's like, now it's like everybody loves it again. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. So, I, I never understood that. Like Fox during the during like let's say from eighty eight until what ninety eight. There's just there was they were like the standard. There was nothing cooler that I could remember. You know, of course I I kind of was out of it after that, so I don't know what was what. But in those, I can remember ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, just sitting there chomping at the bit to get the catalog. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the catalog was cool, huh? I, I I was just talking about that the other day. It'd be so cool to act for people to actually get a catalog again. Yeah. You know, just to have something to hold and like, you know, you could just check it out whenever you know, when you're going to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then like just have have it there and try to figure out like what you want instead of having to go online, you know. It was sort of like when you were a kid and you were circling everything you wanted in the Sears catalog for Christmas, like I want this toy and that toy. You get the Fox catalog, or even like I used to get the Chaparral catalog back in the day. Oh, oh yeah. my god! I yeah. see Chaparral. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Dennis Kirk. Dennis Kirk's got yeah. that one too. Yeah, the Chaparral catalog is cool. Yeah, I remember that. The Fox catalog is pretty cool. It just got too expensive to print catalogs, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I I hate that those have gone away. You can every now and again one will pop up on eBay, and dudes want like sixty bucks for it. But, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you'll you'll catch one every now and again, and I had them all from probably for eight or nine years in a row. Of course, my mom took threw them away one day when I wasn't home, but uh, <laughs> like she did a lot of my wow, shit from back yeah, then. Now it'd be now that you're worth all that money. On. Yeah, right. I could put them on eBay for. I would never <laughs> sell them, but yeah. It, um, just that stuff right. was super cool. So you were there through all those years, and you're still working for them now. How has it changed between then and now? Obviously, it's it's humongous now. It's mega company, but talk I about mean, that yeah, a little bit. It's the biggest thing is, like, when I started, there was only, like, 30 employees or 25 employees. So and it's gone from that to, you know, now I don't even know how many employees there are. There must be three, 400 at any given time. Um so, like, it's just gotten huge. And the building we're in and everything is just insane, you know. It's, like, so big now. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. I guess, like, so back then, it's like, you know, I started, so and I worked with Pete in the summers, and then, you know, I didn't work for him for a while, and then I ended up uh, moving back up to San Jose, and he was there at the time, and then he gave me a job back in, it was, like, 92 or 93 is when I started on full-time there. And that was the time that uh, we decided to go into do more uh, like sportswear, like lifestyle clothes, yeah, you know, t-shirts, hats, stuff like that. So I was in charge of that for quite a while. Um, and then back in, in about '96, we started a company called Shift. You guys know about that? Shift. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so we started that, and then I I was the the guy that did all the shift gear for the first like four years. No way, so, really. Yeah, so back when Amig was uh, racing with us, and then also we had you know um, Seth Enslow and all those guys back in the day. Dude, shift gear back then, and it's still awesome now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, wow, that stuff. I could still look at that old stuff now, but man, I wish I had that that yeah. that now. You know. I don't know if you guys remember like leisure suits and all that that we used to sell, and like we sold we sold flasks and like all this other crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that was all that was all my stuff. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, Dino was wearing some shift last week in the yellow and black stuff that I really liked. Oh, which when was that? I think he wore it last weekend. He had the yellow and black shift stuff on and the red gloves. Oh yeah, yeah, that stuff was awesome. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah, I don't do any of that, that shit stuff anymore. That's uh, a couple other guys that work at Fox that do all that stuff. It's awesome, though. How many designers but, are there now at Fox for just the riding gear? Just you or, like, how many? Well, there's uh, just the riding gear. There's probably, like, well, there's guys that do the helmets and then guys that do all the hard parts, like knee, knee guards, chest pros and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd say with, with all of us, there's probably about 10. 10 guys that do and then there's just a couple guys that do just the moto gear like there's three of us that do just moto gear okay so i just i, I do like two a couple unis a year and then right now i'm working on in, in what's called we're calling it the fox lab uh and i and i work on that full time and basically that's just anything like special that comes through the company like a collaboration or um anything like that's uh off of our usual um, design uh, time or off of our our normal design stuff that comes through the company. That it's like stuff that we really want to do that we normally wouldn't have time to do or normally wouldn't do is what we do for labs. It's, it's more like experimental. So that's kind of what I do. Like I do all the collab stuff. I'm doing the one with CC and uh, I'm a couple other people that we're working with right now. Right on. So it's, now it's like it's like it's like fun, you know. No, no doubt, no doubt. Now, obviously, no conflict with with We Big. They're cool with that. No, they're cool with it. Um, at least so far. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started making moto gear yet, though. So right, right. <laughs> so maybe if I ever do that, you know, then maybe there'll be something said to me. But so far, it's like everybody at work really loves it. You know, I actually, you know, I sell a lot of my stuff to people right at Fox, so. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, there's a lot of people running around with camel smoker cross hats and all that stuff. <laughs> what? It's just like, so cool. I've been waiting on something like this forever, yeah. you know? Yeah, dude, I'm glad you're stoked, man. That's awesome. It's, you know what? The fun thing is, like, it's a lot of, the company's a lot of fun. I think it's, like, people, for clothes, you know, people just want to be entertained a lot of the time. It's like entertainment, right? So you just want something that's fun that is going to make your buddy jealous. That you yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and then, you know, the stuff with, I'm, the re, one of the reasons I started this company is because I can just do whatever I want, you know. Like we're, you know, at Fox, you know, you have to go through quite a lot of um, people to get, get stuff approved and, and done and it you know it takes a lot longer to get stuff uh, accomplished so this way i can just have an idea today and i can make a hat and have it online in a couple of days you know nice that's awesome and you can't for me you can't beat a foam trucker hat like that's the only kind of hat i will wear 
you mean the foam ones? Yeah, those just well any trucker hat for the most part, but like the one Mark's wearing right now, the front of it's kind of got a foam, just the the camel smoke across, yellow and black, and it just looks bitching. Yeah, those are rad, man. I mean, the reason I do those is because I can print them, you know? Yeah. Well, like, whereas, like, they, they do have other ones that are made of cotton and stuff that, that they don't really look very good with prints on them. Gotcha. You know? Well, so thing, this way I can come up with an idea and print it real quick. What I like about your stuff, too, is that you can get trucker hats with, you know, different companies make them. A lot of them are just janky and shitty hats. Like, you get one of these, you know you've got some quality. These things are legit made, you know? Oh, oh thanks, man. Yeah, they're, it's actually a really good quality hat that I sell. It's an auto cap. It's like, I I, ha I actually got a ton of them before I started um, the company and just to test them out for a while, and this is, like, my favorite one. Dude, I wear it every day. Like, people haven't seen my hair since I started the company. <laughs> Like I haven't done my literally, I haven't done my hair in like all, over a year. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. It's like I go to weddings, I've got my my uh, wee big hat on it. <laughs> Hell yeah! So you mentioned I guess, like one. So one other like weird, funny story about me is that uh, for like in the Fox thing, I, have you guys ever seen Terra Firma? Oh, oh yeah. gosh, yeah, all of them. So like Terra Firma one and Terra Firma two. Um, remember Elvis? At Doug Henry's house? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's me. No oh, way. Nice. Yeah. People, it's funny because uh, we hire people at Fox and, uh, like, uh, it, and a lot of the people we hire were kids, you know, when I was doing that back in the early 90s. And they grew up watching that video. And then when people tell them that I'm Elvis, they all trip out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! I did not know that. You just made my freaking night even more, dude. <laughs> Seriously, I'm about to go home know, and watch I, it. I never, I never thought it was that big of a deal. Like I didn't really know, understand how many people were watching it. But then you know, now it's like people are like, "Oh, that's you. That's awesome." I used to watch that every day when I was a kid. Dude, oh, I'm fixing to pull it up on YouTube so right. Jimmy can watch it. Uh, yeah. And I then it <laughs> and then people, everybody wants to know if uh, I actually did the triple. At Doug, at Doug Henry's house, but I, but I didn't. <laughs> no, they let they let somebody else do that. No, Doug did it actually. <laughs> Dude, so, I, we 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 cut the tape and then Doug puts my Elvis suit on and right. did the triple. That's awesome. Hold on, I'm trying to find yeah, it. Right so, here. hey, you mentioned earlier that you did some of the design work for the um, like the casual wear in the early days. I guess is that right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so do you ever get any flack for the people that say Fox sold out? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I well, mean, as as far as a business decision goes, I mean that was brilliant. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Fox blew up. I, I have to admit, there's been times when I walk through the mall and I see some yuppie kid that I know doesn't ride wearing Fox. I'm kind of like, you know, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but as a business decision, it was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like. People, it, uh, you know, we get a lot of people saying that all the time, but it's like, you know, we're all working on Fox every day, and it's like, uh, you know, you've got to, a company has to stay creative, you know, you got to, you can't just sit around and do the same old thing all the time, so, you know, but things happen when you move forward, and you take steps, and you're not always sure if they're the right steps, and um, you just kind of do stuff that you want to do and hope that people embrace it. And uh, so that's just kind of the way it all, 
the whole thing folded, unfolded, you know? Well, the, 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 like, well, the object when you... I'm sorry. The object of getting into business is to make money and grow. Right, so, right. I, mean, I know a lot of people don't understand yeah. that, but that's just the way it is. And I think it's all, who cares? Yeah. You know, it's awesome. And a lot of the things that we did that people didn't understand, you know, like, like we, the reason why we started making like swim trunks, like boardies, you know, is because uh, we had friends that wakeboarded at the time. And so we, we would just make stuff for them, for our friends. And then, it, and then you know, sales would come and say, hey, we got to sell this, let's sell it. So we would, like, put it on the market to sell. And a lot of the stuff just, uh, the way the company involved just came out of us doing stuff for our buddies. Right. You know? Um, so that, that's kind of a lot of the way, honestly, that things unfolded. Um, and then, you know, like, we, you know, we got into surf for a little while, and that was just because, um, like, John Fox and a couple other guys were friends with, a couple of the pro surfers at the time. So, you know, they would put our, our Fox sticker on their boards, and then, you know, one thing leads to another, and pretty soon we're making, like, surf trunks for surfers and, you know, all this stuff. So, Yeah, there's def- know, nothing wrong with any of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you just kind of, like, follow, like, kind of what you want to do and then just hope that it all turns out good in the end, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So how how kind often? Of like what I'm doing, kind of like you know with Weebig, I'm doing that, you know. Yeah. Just kind of doing kind of what I want, and I, hopefully it'll just it'll stay that way for as long as I can keep it that way. Do you uh, do you get a chance to get out and ride any? Is that something you still do, or do you even oh, yeah. did you do that at all? Okay. Oh, go riding? Is yeah. That yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I go like a few t- couple times a month, probably. Right. Like you know, like I actually didn't. You know, we were so busy with work that uh, I didn't really ride a whole lot um, for a while there. But now my kids are, like, super into it. I got two boys, um, and they both ride. Uh, so I'm, like, way into it again. Cool. You know? Right. Now, you know, I, we, we, have, we have a moto truck at work that I was riding <laughs> before they were born. Um, but, like, I wasn't going out all the time. But now I'm, like, you know, I take them out at least once a month, at least. That's awesome. What what kind of bike do you have personally? I got I got a husky. Nice. I, I I'm like all about two strokes, but I actually have a four stroke right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way, man. My two stroke has been sitting for God, I don't even know how long. I've I've just been riding my four fifty. Lazy, you know. Yeah, I got that F D three fifty, dude. I love it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, I they... mean, like it's it's awesome. And then I got my kids. He's got that little uh, TC eighty five race bike. It's pretty sick. Right. I guess uh, Emmett got you sold on the uh, husky stuff up there. <laughs> well, to be, oh, I love it. I love it. But honestly, it's like I think I'm gonna sell it and get a two stroke. To be honest. Really. Yeah. Um, just because I'll, you know. It's actually a lot of money sitting right there, and I kind of just, I, I honestly want to get a, a less expensive two-stroke, like maybe an older one. I'm kind of looking at the 2002 uh, um, CR250s right now. Right, yeah, yeah. There you go. Good. Like an old, I'm looking at trying to find, as soon as I find one of those, that's probably what I'm going to do. You got one of and those, then don't that you? way I'll have a little little extra money. I kind of want to buy a mountain bike and whatever. Right. 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 I, yeah, I, well, I don't have it in my possession yet, but I had a 2000 CR250 when I got back into riding in 05-ish. 
And uh, I just, I, I was all, you know, adamant that I'd never buy a four stroke. And, um, early 06, I went riding at a place. My buddy's like, man, you gotta, you gotta ride my 450 at a 450 KTM. I rode it one lap, came back in. I was like, all right, I'm going to get one. But, um, I sold my two stroke, my 2000 to my tattoo guy. That was back then. So 06, 11 years ago, whatever that 12 years ago now. And he, I saw him early last year and he said, man, if you want that thing, just come get it. You can have it. So I got to make the eight hour trip to his house to pick it up, but I have one. As yeah. long as I go, I just have to go get it. But, I like I liked the, the Hondas in those years yeah. too. If I got a chance uh, to get one, I'm a Honda guy. Period. So, yeah, I mean, I love those old Hondas, dude. They're so they're. I mean, they're cool looking one, but I guess there's like the O2 is supposed to be a, a really good year right. right here. So, well, I'm probably gonna get one of those. That's kind of I think my that's my next bike. There you go. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm ready to get back on a two stroke. I rode Marks last year. And and it was just didn't have any power for what I'm used to. And which I, one? I you, which one did you ride though? I think I rode the 125. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't have it, that one anymore. And well, of course it didn't have any power. It's a 125. Just, <laughs> it was just like yeah, I almost was like I don't want a two stroke. It was fun. It, it carried my fat ass around That's decently. I will tell you that. But it uh, no, I've still got my 96. He's you know we're putting yeah, some yeah. Of, some of his graphics on it if I ever get them. You right. Know? But I apologize. Oh, yeah, Mark, I saw Mark. I saw your bike, your Camel Smokercross bike, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I've just got a. I'm still waiting on those graphics, man. She's booked up and behind. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, that's that's how it goes when you, you want to get some good shit done. I guess that's it. But um, yeah, we're waiting to get it, man. I got to pull that thing apart. We're gonna do, redo the frame and just just trick it out, make it look a little cooler. You know, I probably won't keep it for oh, very long cool. after that. But the wife's already up my ass to sell it now, so it. I'm sure she'll win that battle. You know how it goes. Yeah, so they're doing the they're doing the graphics for you right now. Yeah, yeah, they're being made. She's just I'm just having to wait my turn basically. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So yeah, I mean, she, she, she has. Yeah, man, I'm like, I might go super into riding track these days, man, because we have some pretty good track. I'm in so- Southern California. We got some pretty rad tracks down here. So I've been getting into that, you know. Plus, that's kind of what my kids like to do. So. I'm just trying not to crash, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I'm like, I can't. I've broken so many bones through the years, it's insane. Yeah. How old are you now? I'm 47. Okay, so I'm 42, so I've got a little ways to catch up. but uh, Yeah, I'm... I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, um, I shattered a collarbone... Like three years ago, or no, two years ago, maybe, and I punctured a lung like the year, a year and a half before that. And yeah, with a collarbone then too. So yeah, it sucks. Dude, I did the, uh, I did my tip fib two and a half years ago. I did it really bad. It, uh, it was four months of just pure hell trying to get to where I could walk right again. And I'm just like, God, yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm just ready to go back and do it again. You know, yep. <laughs> I love it. I don't, I don't even care. It's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> But uh, dude, it's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I think I don't know what I was doing. Right when I started at Fox, I broke both my arms doing something. I think I was riding like a big old one of those old bicycles from the (laughs) twenties. You know, with the you know the huge wheel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it slammed me on the ground. I I didn't find out till later that they called them bone crushers. Oh wow! Oh god! Because because the things that. You'd hit a rock, and then the back, the whole uh, seat would pile drive you around the wheel into the ground. 
<laughs> so I broke both my arms on that. I broke my back out at Glamis, uh, maybe oh. like maybe like six years ago oh, out wow. in the sand dunes. Yeah, Glamis. Glamis gets a lot of guys. I know. It's like there's. If you if you don't crash yourself, you're getting hit over by a sand rail. Right. Day, you know? I haven't been out there since I was like five years old. My dad was stationed at um, Imperial Beach and you know down by San Diego, and we would go out there sometimes when I was little on three wheelers oh, and yeah. stuff. But that it's been obviously forty years, or not quite forty years, but a long time. I bet it hasn't changed at all. Probably not. Yeah, that's what I hear. It's really packed now. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's probably sketch out there. I want to go and check it out, but I'm kind of like, well, I mean, is there a better time to go where there's not so many of those dudes out there? I've got friends going this weekend, actually, or maybe it's next weekend. Oh, no shit. i got some friends that are in Arizona that go all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty fun, man. It's like, it's too much fun out there, dude. Yeah. It's like, uh... But it's but yeah, it can get pretty hairball out there. People everywhere. You just gotta like really pay attention, you know. Yeah, for sure. Maybe when we go out for World Vets this coming year, we can make a trip up to Glamis. That would be nice. There. It'd be sick. But uh, oh yeah, you guys give me a call. I'll go out there with you. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, we will for sure. WeBigInc.com, guys, check it out. Get you some. Uh, some very cool swag from him. I, I tell you, there's nothing cooler than these. I, 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 at least in my opinion, and my opinion is the only one I give a shit about. So there you go. But uh, Todd Covey, okay. man, we appreciate your time tonight, dude. Thanks for coming on. Hey, you guys. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate the support, and uh, I'm glad that you guys like my shit. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's cool. We'll awesome, see. Man. We'll Thank see you, you soon, buddy. I, we'll be out in California the next few months at some point, and I'll give you a buzz. We'll fit. We'll see some. We'll see what's up. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. For sure. Give me a give me a call, actually. If you guys, I just want a little tour of the Fox headquarters. I can show you around. There's some pretty uh, cool uh, old memorabilia around there. Oh, I, I would. Well, more now, than, I would now more, we're making a trip. Just no, <laughs> I'm coming out just for that. Oh, yeah, 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 it's pretty. It's pretty cool, man. It's like. It, the building is it, pretty rad, actually. There's awesome. some really cool stuff to check out, and we have a little, like, mini uh, 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 dirt bike track in the back we could go ride. Hell, oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do Sounds it. Sounds good. All right, boys. Thank See you. you. See you later, buddy. Take Thanks care, again. man. Okay, bye. Right. Todd Covey, Wee Big Inc., foxhead.com. Man, I did. I, I knew he. I knew he had a lot to do with Fox. I didn't know how deep. When it was. I finished with you, what the hell was that? My phone. Oh my! Stupid. Is that what? What are you watching over there? That was. Is that was, like a porn? I, I finished with you. I was pulling up the song for going at the outro. Oh. And it, my volume was still oh, up. Outro. Yeah. Are you ready to get off here? You want to call? Mm. You want to fucking prank call somebody or cold call them and do locals only with them or what? who you want to call? I don't give a shit. Call TJ if you want. I don't want to call TJ. Okay, well, let's call somebody else. Um, hey, I got an idea. Let me try this. Right, well, so we'll. Yeah. I don't. Just don't even tell me who it is. Just call okay. him. I don't know if he'll answer. We'll, we'll just start calling people randomly. Yeah, I'm fine with that. No, no, I, we're going out there and doing the fox thing. Fuck yeah! I, if I don't even go race, I'm still going out there with y'all. This I wonder year. if I could wear my fly gear while we're riding. Yeah, probably not. Because I don't have any fox. I bet they'll have to give us gear. Well, I can't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll be at the right time of the year, though. Right. Contracts haven't been signed yet. You can yeah. do whatever you want. <laughs> hey, I'm not married to it. I'll switch. I'm kidding. No, I won't. I love the flash. Yeah, I'm not switching. I'm not switching, but I love it. All right. This one seems like a bust. You are calling. Who was that? That was Michael Gage. Okay. Who the fuck else you Um, You want to call Craig Martin, fly rep out of Dallas? Call him. Let's try calling Craig. Let's call Craig. 
See if he answers. Yeah, I bet he will. It's like old school how we used to do the show. We should call the guests and talk to him <laughs> <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> that was so jank. Right, just All right, that's, that's two. All right, we're moving you on. Wanna, you want to go for strike three? Or? Yeah, why not? Let's go for All broke. Right, so we got Craig, sorry, man. We tried. <laughs> I'll probably start getting like three or four calls back all at once now. Fuck it. Join um, them all in. Let's talk. Who? I don't know, man. Give me an idea. Call uh, Call he, Derek Wedding. What the hell? He just texted me. Why is he not answering Who? his phone? Craig Martin. I'm in a group text with those guys, and they just... Well, he's probably texting. That's why he didn't answer. It went maybe. To really fast. Call him again. All right. Let's try it one let's more time. call him again. Radio silence. That's not good. Can't have radio silence. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Dead air. Fuck it. What's up? Craig Martin. Hey, you're you're on the air at the Moto X Pod show. Live on the air. <laughs> Actually, not really live, but you're on the air. You're being record. <laughs> you're being recorded right now for uh, further. I don't know. Whatever I was going with. That Anything one. you say, Cannon will be yeah. held against you, Craig. <laughs> so uh, hey, we just figured we would uh, cold call you and see. Uh, how the WPS was going today? Everything's going good. Yeah, we're moving. in the middle of our spring programs right now, so it's uh, it's awesome. Right, you been doing any riding, Craig? Any riding? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I've been busy. <laughs> I'm wishing I was doing some riding. Me, right? I know the feeling, man. It sucks, and it's just got through the busy time of year, and just never. Got, it's still, I don't have any excuse now. It's not going to the track. I wish I was. Yeah. So, Craig, you're the the WPS fly rep for Dallas, and what other areas are you? What area do you cover? You got a region, right? Yeah, I cover um, from basically Midlothian out to Rockwall, Rockwall, mm-hmm. and then all the way straight up to uh, Durant, Oklahoma, and everything in between. Nice. So mostly kind of up the 75 corridor. Yeah. So, and and how's the how's the new fly uh, selling? You know, light hydrogen's probably. The, the top seller, I would assume? Yeah. Actually, I believe the Kinetic is actually the the best seller. Okay. The serious racers, by the way, hydrogen a little bit more. But overall, for me anyway, in my stores, I think the Kinetic is a little bit more popular. Just a great price point with yeah. great features. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I've got a set of that new Kinetic stuff. Yep. It's awesome. Yep. Well, how would you get involved with Flight and WPS to begin with? How did I get my job? How did you get involved with, yeah, WPS Fly? Or, I mean, what, what got you there? Craig's got a big history, man. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, pretty exciting uh, industry to be in. It's fun to be in. And uh, I had my own dealership, and I was working away, and I had a great WPS rep uh, named Ed Coker. Oh, yeah. And I sold my dealership uh, to Freedom, and I was – kind of unemployed for about two months but i was still very much still closing down the business it was was, you know you don't just walk away and it's over with um so i was still kind of busy closing it down and ed called me up one day and said hey the Dallas position's available if you're looking for a job and i was like uh yeah (laughs) and so i called his boss and got an interview and here i am year and i don't know six or seven months later Loving my job, and, uh, you know, it's um, 54 years old. I started in this industry at 14, so I've been in it for 40 years. And, 
I'm one of those guys can say that I've never done anything but my hobby for a job. So that's the cool part. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. Lucky, lucky. Few people can say that. Yeah. How awesome. Yeah. And I've had some of the cooler jobs in the industry, you know, through Team Green and um, owning racetracks and everything else. So it's been a very, uh, very exciting path to be on. To be yeah. Now, how, how long were you? How long did you do the Team Green deal? I was there for about 10 years. I started out as a technician. Um, I worked as the off-road uh, technician in California. We had, we had technicians everywhere, but I was the off-road uh, technician in California. So I was kind of responsible for the off-road bikes for the Baja 1000s and the biggest you know, races and all that kind of stuff. And um, I did that for 11 months, and there was a position next door that opened up that actually was a little better paying and I was home a little bit more and um, it was at tech services. So I got to go out and do all the magazine tests. I got to break in all the bikes, go do the shootouts. You know, I'd go with Jody at MXA and I'd go with, you know, all the guys at dirt bike, dirt rider, cycle news and all those places and do shootouts and maintain their bikes for them and help them set them up. And actually, 98 I won every single written shootout with the 98 kicks to 50 and got a president's award from Kawasaki for that that's that cool, cool yeah, that's awesome yeah and uh and then so I did that for about two years and then Ron Heben who hired me originally into the team green group came over next door and said hey I need a motocross supervisor because he was moving up to the, the overall manager of the whole department and I said, sure. So I moved next door and uh, got that job, and I was there for, I don't know, eight years or something, seven years doing that job. And I was the, I was the guy that hired Adam C. and Cirillo, and he couldn't even ride at 65. <laughs> yet he was so little. Um, you know, and I worked with Stewart all the way through his amateur career and Andrew Short and 75 other people every year. So. Right. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a pretty awesome uh, career you've had. Obviously, with I mean, and something that I wish you know we all wish we could have been involved with. You know, doing that kind of stuff. We we go to our day jobs, digging ditches or delivering boxes, wishing we could do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. There, yeah. there was a, a period when my when I left Team Green and moved to Texas to to buy Oak Hill Raceway. Um, during that period while I was at Oak Hill, all of my top-level riders, the Stewarts, the Canards, the um, Shorts, the, every one of them, mm-hmm. they all moved into Supercross. And basically, there was a period when I would watch a Supercross that if they were from the U.S., pretty much other than Barsha never rode for me, uh, David Millsaps never rode for me, uh, Barsha rode for Hondas, no subs or Suzuki. Mm-hmm. There was a couple guys in there that never rode for me, but pretty much everyone on the 250 and the 450 line, if they were from the U.S., rode for me. And a lot of them, not from the U.S., had ridden kind of for me a little bit. Right. You know, Colton Fasciati would come down from Canada. Um, uh, Porcel would come from France and ride and do some events with us and stuff. We would go over, like Villapoto. We took Villapoto, Chisholm, um, Bradley Graham and Matt Bonney over to uh, Italy for a world championship mini bike race one time. 
uh, and Osborne was there too on KTM. Took Stewart over to Germany once with uh, Gavin Grasick for the World Championship for the Mini Bike World Championship over there too. So had a lot of a lot of fun times, a lot of cool things. Sounds like it. Yeah, right on. Yeah. We need to get you back on here sometime when we have like a full amount of time to do an interview because you definitely have a historic career. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a lot of stories I have from all the different things I've done through yeah. my own racing and through you know working throughout the industry all the whole time. Well, Craig, we'd like to set that up sometime, man. We uh, I, we you've been on our radar to do it. Just uh, it's, I don't know. I can't tell you why Jamie hadn't booked you. You're yet. breaking up. Uh, you there? Can you hear me? You're breaking up. I didn't hear you that. It may be my phone. My phone's cutting out. I think it's Jamie's phone, man. We'll go ahead and say goodbye. But, hey, appreciate it, man. We're going to get you back on here soon, all right? All right, no problem. Thanks, Craig. Talk to you later, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Jamie, your phone sucks. I, well, I guess. <laughs> I, I, hey. That was fun, man. Yeah, good fun. show. Good uh, show. Yeah. We'll have DJ TJ back next week, and um, we can bust his balls a little bit. We're going to do that anyways. Yeah. So, but yeah, DJ TJ, I hope it pisses you off hearing that, TJ. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have him back, and so we'll have more people to, to make fun of and, and whatever else it is we do. So, uh, good show tonight, man. Yep. Big thanks, Robert Haslam, Will Hahn, Todd Covey. Craig Martin just now for letting us bug the shit out of him. I think he was busy, but he he obliged <laughs> us anyway. So, anyways, guys, big shout out All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, Broadway Power Sports, MX Girl Designs for uh, Mark Poole, Jamie Guida, Muscle Mark, Dark Side, Moto X Pod Show. See you next week. See ya. I'm gonna hang out with you while you do that. For-